the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. Run your law firm the right way. This is the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hacking. And I'm Tyson Mutrix. What's up, Jimmy? Tyson, it's good to be with you. It's a Friday recording for our Saturday call with the Guild members, and we're actually recording a podcast episode. It's an important topic that I wanted to share, not just with our Guild members, but also with the Maximum Lawyer community as well. And so we've decided to use our Saturday time to record a podcast. Yeah. And when you sent the text about this thing, I was both like angered and saddened. Like I was very angry about it. I was disturbed. I was saddened. It was just, it stuck with me for a couple of days. I even texted you later. I'm like, that just really bothers me. Like, so, so I'll let you, that's enough teasing of it, I guess. But yeah, it's, it's really important. So go ahead. So this time last week, Tyson and Kelsey were wrapping up a totally kick-ass mastermind. It was really great because I had to do very little. They did all the work that made it great for me. And more importantly, it was great for our members. So we did a, a mastermind on automation. We called it Zapathon 2 and Basically, Kelsey and Tyson blew everybody's brain about all the things that you could do with automation. Tyson's last segment was all about AI stuff and creepy robots talking as humans. But anyway, the whole thing was great. It was really great. And it was time for me to leave. It was Eid, the end of Ramadan. So I was trying to make it back Friday night. So I left right at the end, a little bit early. And I was in the car heading to the airport. And I saw this post in a Facebook group. So I was in a Facebook group called Nerdy Immigration Lawyers. And this is basically, you know, like a a group where there were hundreds of members where people would just say, oh, I've got a a 42B cancellation and I've never done one before. Anybody have any suggestions? Stuff like that. Well, there's been a longtime member in the group, a very flamboyant guy. He just got married about two years ago. He was 36. And somebody from his home state pops into the Facebook group and says, hey, uh, you guys need to kick out this member right away because he just got disbarred. And apparently, and so I immediately messaged him because this is a friend I've never met, but a friend that we've talked to before, I've sent him cases for interview in his home state that I couldn't handle. And it reminded, well, I'll tell you a, a story about it later, but I saw the message. I was very upset by the message. I Facebook messaged him to say, hey, dude, is there anything I can do to help? Is everything okay? 
And then the next morning when I woke up, there was a post from his wife of two years. They had a, he had a stepdaughter with her too, that he had killed himself and that he had this issue with the bar. I don't know whether he was disbarred or not. I don't know anything about that, but clearly there was some kind of issue with the bar. And then this other attorney from his home state decided to make it public and to call him out in the group, which I would say this group meant a whole lot more to him than it did to me. Like he was, he was one of these guys who would go out drinking and eating steak dinners whenever he was in another town with other members from the group. So he was much more invested in the group than I was. And actually I left the group because I've had it with that stuff. But the post was apparently up for 26 minutes and his wife specifically cited it as the precipitating factor in tipping him towards suicide. So in a way, to me, it seemed a lot like these high school bullying cases where mean girls or mean boys, you know, gang up on on a classmate and then something bad happens to the classmate. I think it happened in St. Charles a couple of years ago to a girl. I think her name was Megan. But anyway, really tragic, really sad. Uh, his wife said they had plans for this weekend to travel. She thinks it was very much an impulsive thing. And I was just really, really upset about it, about the whole thing. And so, you know, we often talk about how hard the practice of the law is. We often talk about suicide on here. So I wanted to bring that up with you and to just talk it through with everybody. Having handled multiple suicide cases at this point now, what people don't really realize, like, so just if you kind of look at the, I guess the science part of it is that, and the research on on this specific topic is that it is a very, for the most part, a very impulsive thing. There's a small segment of society that they're probably going to do it no matter what, okay? Because like just their makeup, their chemical makeup. But most of the time, if you can get past that first 48 to 72 hours, they'll get past it. They'll never attempt it. They may think about it, but they'll never actually attempt it. So this is something, this is a scenario where he finds out that Friday. So his desire to do that is at its maximum. And then he sees this Facebook post, which then just piles on. And so it's a shame because I wish someone could have instead, like you, it would have been more of reaching out to him as opposed to piling on. And if I think that for those of you listening to this, we're going to see disbarments for the rest of our careers. They happen on a regular basis. And I hope that most people, instead of piling on, instead of saying silent, if you know the person, reach out to them and comfort them because it sucks. It's a terrible thing. Life will go on. It's obviously something he did not want for his career, but I think we can all agree we don't want people going out and, and you know killing themselves because of something like that. There's more to life than than practicing law. I wish more people would have been like you, Jim, and and actually reached out to him instead of that person that posted. Um, I don't know if they've still kept that post up. It's it, it was disgusting to me whenever you told me about it. But just kicking someone while they're down is just not my style. It's just not how I am. I it's just tragic. I feel like I kind of hear it too much too, where like people say, Hey, did you hear about such and such? You hear about such and such. And so, it, it, and I never just, I never really participate in those conversations. I don't know about you, but it's just, it's just sad. Well, there's lots of ways I could go with this. So yesterday I had an immigration interview and the U.S. citizen's spouse, I told her what happened because she's a nurse on a, on a psych ward where people get committed and stuff. And she said, just what you said, that the research shows that it can be very impulsive. And she said that for people that are in that state, she very quickly listed it. She said, you got to get, this is what you got to get out of the house. Guns, sharps, which I guess would be like razors and knives and things, pills and whatever else. So I didn't realize that it was that impulsive. I mean, I know 
that there's some people who like plan it out and that, but yeah, so that was really upsetting. You know, the other thing you, you, so the group has sort of rallied and I've never told you this, I don't think before, but there's a thing in immigration law that actually didn't apply in this case. But if an immigrant suffers a mistake by an immigration lawyer and they want to set it aside, like in a deportation setting, typically is where you see it. The immigration rules require that a bar complaint be fired, filed against the, the lawyer. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I once screwed up a case. The attorney that took over the case for me actually worked with me to try to avoid filing the bar complaint, but it's a requirement. And it's something that really causes a lot of people a lot of stress. Like I said, it didn't necessarily apply in this case, but in order to get your client any kind of relief, you have to file a bar complaint. And so the group has sort of taken that on because that's a purely political thing. Biden's attorney general could undo that with a stroke of a pen, I think. So that's just one thing. I mean, the practice of law is already stressful enough. And of course, if you commit malpractice, there's a cause of action. And I'm not saying people shouldn't file bar complaints when there is a viable problem, but it's just to require that in every single case, you're just automatically increasing the stress level a lot. So what the group has done is they're they're trying to move. There's a petition going and all this stuff to try to put pressure on the administration to do away with that. That's really disheartening, to be honest with you, because I do think I feel like I always sort of had this like feeling of like an axe hanging over my head. Like if like someone in the firm screws something up, like I'm the guy that owns the firm. I feel like that's always a source of stress for me, to be honest with you, because it always worries me like something like that's going to happen where someone screws something up and then it, it all sort of falls back on me. And I mean, that would that sucks. I mean, that's I it just. It is. I, I've seen, for example, I've seen a couple of disbarments lately where I'm like, wow, that is crazy. Like that it's, it, it doesn't seem like it takes a whole lot. And those are Missouri attorneys that I've seen that for, but if from state to state, it's different. Like, so especially for immigration, it's a little surprising because like, that's something you can do across the country. But I hear like st- some states are very lenient. Some states, like I've, I've spoken to an attorney, I'm not going to mention the state or the practice area, but I've spoken to an attorney where they mentioned that they've received multiple bar complaints, but that's just something that happens in their state. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, what? Like to me, like, that's terrifying. You know what I mean? Like, but like, so like from state to state it's handled differently. And so for it yeah. to be an automatic bar complaint, that's, it's really surprising just because how the how each state handles it so differently. The Guild is Maximum Lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you're granted exclusive access to quarterly in-person events around the country. The next mastermind is coming up on July 20th and 21st in Denver, Colorado, featuring hot seat sessions and personal coaching with renowned performance coach Jason Selk. This event will give you the opportunity to work directly with Jason, who has helped countless high-performing individuals and teams reach their full potential. During the hot seat sessions, you'll gain valuable insights and learn strategies to help you overcome the challenges you're facing in your practice. For a limited time, you can get your ticket at the lowest early bird price. Head to maxlawevents.com to join now and reserve your spot at the upcoming Guild Mastermind. One of our guild members today said that he had received a random audit of his trust notice account from the bar and he had to submit like within X amount of days, a complete audit of it for no reason anyway. But one other little angle to all this, when I first referred this attorney uh, to cover an interview for me, so that involves prepping the clients, which maybe takes an hour and then going to USCIS, handling the interview and coming back. And I said to him, hey, bud, what would you charge my clients to do this interview? He goes, oh, I don't know. 
$200, $300. And I was like, what the fuck? They said, you're going to charge them a thousand. And they gladly paid it, right? They gladly paid it. And, you know, what he ultimately got in trouble for was for commingling funds. And, and as soon as I told Imani about the bar complaint, that was her guess. And I just have to think to myself, you know, when you undervalue your worth and when you don't charge enough, not saying that that led directly to this, but you can see a, you can see a path where it sort of led to it. So, you know, making sure that you're making a viable living is really important for lots of reasons, including your mental health. So I think the work that we, you and I do here all the time to empower law firm owners to be their best and to charge more and to make more, I think that's all part of being a healthy person. And, you know, maybe my mistake wasn't reaching out too late when I saw this message, but really trying to coach him more earlier about making more money. Yeah, I, I think that many people, they'll charge less because they're worried about losing the case. Like, and that's like, the, the, like not getting them to sign on with you. Like, I think that's predominantly what the reason is because they, they need the money. I, I wish people would stick to it because, for example, like what you said, like, okay, you should be charging a thousand bucks. Not like if you would have been charging, let's say he charged 200 bucks, it would take in five of those same interviews to get the same amount for that thousand dollars. And you're just gonna be able to do a better job. You're not, you're, you're gonna be taking less cases. You're mm-hmm. gonna be doing a better job because you're gonna be more prepared. So, uh, and there, I, it's interesting because you do like, get a lot of, uh, there was someone in the big Facebook group a, a couple of weeks ago. And I was, I just, I feel like not even, I just like, I'm not even gonna engage with this person, but they were basically accusing us that we were overcharging our clients, like to everybody. Not, I'm talking about, not talking about our firm. It was a, On it was contingency, a contingency stuff, you mean? No, it was a critique of the profession as a whole. So someone had made a post about fees and then this attorney posted in the, in, as a comment about like how, uh, you know, attorneys as a whole, like, we charge too much money. And that we're greedy and all that, yada, yada, yada. And that's why I was like, I just, I'm not going to engage in it. But it was just like, like, there's a reason like we, okay. So not everybody had all of their law school paid for. Okay. So they, there's an immense expense that comes to it. And not, not everyone came from a background where their parents could pay for their law school. So some people have to pay back their student loans. And so it's an expensive thing. And they chose to, you know, go do this thing. And now they're expecting to be rewarded for it by getting a salary that is uh, commensurate with their, both their experience and their training. So I do think that it's imperative that we as a profession, we do charge enough. And for the people that cannot afford it, which that is, there is that contingent, you, okay, take on pro bono cases if you want to. I encourage that if you are one of those people that feels guilty about how much you charge, okay, take on pro bono cases, take on those cases. But there's also several legal services across the country that are there for that purpose. So there are other alternatives, but you don't have to be that charity to to all of your clients to put you in a position that puts you in a massive predicament because it sounds like, so he, if he's commingling his funds, he's mixing his client money with his money, which means he probably overpaid himself or something like that. I, I guess I don't really understand how it would work in immigration because with immigration, you, I guess you get paid on a fee. He did did things other than immigration. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Then that would explain it then is like, okay. Cause like if it was just immigration, I'm not really sure how that works, but anyways, so he probably got in in a position where he just overstretched himself. All right. So let's change subjects up a little bit. So that post was only up for 26 minutes. It was taken down before anybody knew what happened. The attorney got kicked out of the group and the attorney is now 
being vilified by everyone who stayed in the group and just across social media. So I, I'm really frustrated with social media out of this whole story, but it was really interesting. Then everyone started piling on her, the attorney who did this. And I was like, Jesus Christ, you guys trying to do it all Same again? Shit. Yeah. Trying to do it all again? I mean, what the hell? So um, she left the group and I'm sure, I'm sure she feels terrible. And I'm sure there's nothing that any other lawyer piling on is going to accomplish. So I guess one question I had for you is, do you think there's a cause of action by the wife against that lawyer for that? Or is it just, is it, is there a causation problem? Like too many intervening factors? Well, it's always going to be a causation problem. It's going to depend highly on the state. Like we've got a couple of them. Like one of them, our major cases was, it was against the school. There was a policy violated when it comes to that. I guess there could be, depending on the state. Like there are some like anti-bullying statutes across the country that would allow it. And so it depends. It's a potentially, it would probably have to be a cause of action that's set, a, uh, set out via statute. You could also do, I guess you could do, if I'm thinking this through a little bit, let's just say this was in Missouri. I guess we, you could sue. It would be a tough one though. Cause like the reason why it's so tough and specifically in this one is because you had it happen. The bar made their decision. And then I don't know if he did it the same day or the next day, but it was, it was the same day. Same day. I think the causation part of it would be, it would probably kill that case just because you don't know if that was a tipping point or not. The Facebook post sounds like it was his wife's Facebook post, but if you could prove, prove causation, I guess you could, but um, I think recovery is going to be the issue. Well, I wonder if malpractice would cover it. Probably, probably not. Probably not. But like, I mean, if you don't have like a general, Liability insurance. Yeah. People should have that or an umbrella. Yeah. It's just a really sad situation. And so the interesting thing for me is like I was in sort of nor softball mode all weekend. And then I had a really nice workout on Monday and I was walking down the stairs and I had my headsets on and Phil Collins, that drumming song came on. And then somebody had messaged that they were going to sit Shiva for this attorney and they were inviting people to come to their state for that. And I just totally broke down. That's when I put that post in the big group about just being kind to each other. Like I totally, I was in the steam room. I just started crying and I didn't realize that it hit me. And, and I was feeling guilty. Like I should have messaged earlier. Of course, it's not about me. It's, it's nothing to do with me. And I'm glad that I did message, you know, that day, but man, it, it, may, it really messed me up for a little while. Like it's, I don't know if it's survivor's guilt or whatever, but I just, it just really messed me up. It's weird. Like I, I mean, I can, I, I can tell it, it affected you because like you wouldn't normally send a text about something like that, but like, I, just, it was weird for like me. Like I just, there was something about it just pissed me off. Like I couldn't, I couldn't stop thinking about it for a few days. I don't even know the guy. Like, like, you know, him. I don't even know it. Like, and I was just like, this aggravates me so freaking much. Like it like made me think of all these things. I was like, this is what people hate about attorneys. Like, you know, like I'm just like, it's just like going off in my head, you know, like I didn't have anybody to talk to about it. You know, I didn't want to, mentioned it to Amy. So I brought up to Amy about it. It was just like, it aggravated me so much. I just wish we were like, wish we were nicer to, to each other, just generally. Like there is, like I had this, uh, this conversation with a defense attorney about just generally like the way things have been trending lately. And I don't know what the, what it is, but things have been trending at like, to like very adversarial, not someone adversarial, like very adversarial. And it's, there's no point in it. Like, I'll give you an example. Like I had to go, I had to drive to court yesterday on a case yesterday morning on a case where the 
we wanted to, our client is, has been put in prison. Okay. It's a, it's an injury case. So we can't really do discovery because she's in prison. So I wanted to voluntarily dismiss the case. So the prick attorney sent, knew that my client was unavailable. So sent us a request for admissions, right? Like just to try to just stick it in my client, just to try to. So she was trying to get a request for admissions. That way we'd run out of time. That way we wouldn't be able to dismiss the case without prejudice. Cause like in Illinois, you got to request it and the judge got to grant it. In Missouri, you can just dismiss it. So, but we had to go have a freaking hearing on whether or not I could dismiss my case in Illinois just because she, they would not consent to it. It just, it, things like that, like, like seriously, like, is your firm that desperate that you need to bill or are you just a real dickhead? You know what I mean? (laughs) Which of it is it? Have you stopped beating your wife? Yes. Yes. It's just, oh gosh. Like it's things like that. Why? Like, why do we do that to each other? Like it just, it just doesn't make sense. It's not easy for them. It's not easy for us. Yep. It's bad. It's been kind of therapeutic for me. Yeah. You sort of work out some stuff. Yeah. All right. Good. Well, let me remind everyone to go to the Facebook, join us there. There's a lot of great information. If you do see something in the big group, be polite, please be polite, be nice to each other. And while you're listening to the rest of this episode, if you don't mind leaving us a five-star review, wherever you get your podcast, we would greatly appreciate it. Jimmy, what is your hack of the week? Uh, Dr. Ben Hardy and Dan Sullivan have a new book out and everybody's sending it to me. So Imani got me a copy. And my buddy Chip Munn actually sent me a draft copy of it that he got from Strategic Coach. So I started it and it's a theory that I've studied a lot from Dan. And basically he's arguing that it's as easy or easier to grow 10x than it is 2x. And so, you know, I can't read those books too often and I have to read them slowly because otherwise I make everybody crazy around here and, and start making grand declarations like I did last December. I'm the same way. So like I actually hesitate to read a book like that because it's like... You start to go off the rails with like everything. Oh my God, we're going to do all these things. And next thing you know, everyone's like pissed off at you. So don't want to do that. So mine, I'm going to kind of stick with the theme of the episode here. And I'm going to give the tip of if you hear something bad about an attorney, just reach out to the attorney, be supportive. Yeah, they may have, they may not be in the profession anymore, or they may be suspended from the profession, but just reach out be kind. There's no point. Like if you don't think that they've already like rethought many of their decisions, you're wrong. You know, you don't need to, to pile on. So reach out to them, resist the urge to want to pass on the information to someone else. Hey, did you, did you see such and such got disbarred? Like don't pass it along. So that is my tip of the week. So Jimmy, awesome. you have a great weekend, dude. Thanks brother. You too. Thanks man. See you buddy. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your hosts and to access more content, go to MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time.